We're Calling, a bi-monthly podcast with sound-rich reports from our correspondents on the continent. African Voices reporting on African stories produced by Radio France International. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of the Africa Calling podcast on December 10th, 2021. I'm Laura Angela Bagnetto. We have a number of interesting stories from our correspondents on the African continent this week. In this episode, our Cameroon correspondent takes a look at how banned, single-use plastic bags still remain in the hands of consumers in Buya, in the southwestern part of the country. Our Ghana correspondent finds out about how COVID shutdowns have been problematic for shea butter producers in northern Ghana, who are primarily women. From Malawi, we have a report on a group of artists who decided to clean up a polluted river and reuse what they could for their art. And finally, don't forget our special song at the end. Africa Calling. In Cameroon, some seven years after the government banned the use of single-use plastics in the country, items such as plastic bags are still thriving. People complain of the lack of recommended plastics, while local authorities blame insecurity as a result of the Anglophone crisis. Batata Boris Karloff looks at the situation in this report. <laughs> Here at supermarket in Boya, southwest region of Cameroon, trader Julius Nga speaks with his customers, encouraging them to buy his goods. Nga stations his wheelbarrow at the site of a market, hawking onions, garlic, salt, and maggi soup cubes, which he retails in a butcher paper with a plastic backing commonly called white wrapping. He confirms that, unlike in the past, he doesn't face issues from controllers of non-biodegradable plastics. At that time that uh, the police will come to the market, even those who are selling, they are maybe see the happen. But I've uh, not been seeing that they don't do now. What we are buying now for $250, that time we've been buying for $200, depending where we buy in bulk. What we are buying for $250 now was sold for $350. So you see, it was really expensive. Cameroon's government set April 2014 as a deadline to stop the use of non-biodegradable plastics throughout the country. Non-biodegradable plastic means packaging that cannot break down to a natural environmentally safe condition over time by biological process. These plastics are usually used because they are cheap and easier to carry liquid. The law targeted pharmacies, bakeries, supermarkets and plastic packaging distributors. This is Boya, and the busy streets of Moleko are littered with the banned plastics seven years after the supposed ban. Collins Njo, a rapun seller, explained how he gets the plastic he sells in the market. Some we buy them in Douala, like the bags and the sponge, but some of the rapuns are being imported from Nigeria. When I demand the one that is available, it comes in a ballo, a bag that contains about 50 bags inside that can carry 50 bags inside buy a bag for about 25,000 francs so i sell a packet one packet for 250 francs but a bag of this white wrapper contain 20 packets inside joe affirms that control teams on the delegation of environment used to seize them but not any longer he says he understands why they have been banned but needs to make a living there are times uh, police enter inside the market for control. We have been disturbed, but as a family man, I cannot go and stay in the house without doing something. So I'm just managing for now. Yes. Have you been able to understand why they should not use this rubber? Yes, actually, 
the reason why they say we should not use this weapon, I think that the non-biodegradable uh, uh, plastics. Non-biodegradable plastics thrive in Cameroon because there are no alternatives on the market. Elizabeth Ngomo sells oranges in the market. She is aware of the dangers of using non-biodegradable plastics, yet she uses them because she can't find anything else. Wrap on level 250 for small white, 300 for big white. Black wrap on small one, okay, the one for 500. Big black, 700. Let me say the wrap, they need a decay, so it costs the tea level around. And it feel bad, but I don't get no choice. Because if I know you use the gap, I don't know how I tie my own tea I sell them for this. The dangers of using non-biodegradable plastic has reached the man on the street to an extent that even petty traders, commonly referred to as buy sellers, are aware. Yet, lack of alternative pushes them to continue use plastic wrapping. You have to, you have to be as precise as possible. We are here at Packaging by Kose, a paper packaging company in Boya. You hear the sound of a ruler and a blade as a worker takes a measurement to produce a gift bag. Hamlet Tandy, the founder, explains how his company is eco-friendly. Everybody that chooses paper over plastic helps to protect the environment and that's the first thing. Once you do that, you know that in a little way you've contributed in protecting our environment. Because paper, of course, it tears down faster than, than plastics. Packaging by Kose has been running for the past six years. Thus far, the company has been able to reach major towns like Douala, Marua, Yaoundé and Boya. Founder Tanzi admits there are some challenges like price hike in raw materials as well as trying to find skilled workers. The government of Cameroon recorded some successes at the initial stage of the ban, but with the outbreak of the Anglophone crisis in 2016, coupled with the absence of alternative plastics, the campaign to end non-biodegradable plastics in Cameroon has been slow. Patience Asanji Dufela is the communications chief at the government's Southwest Regional Delegation of Environment, Protection of Nature and Sustainable Development. So when any thin plastic packaging is intercepted at the ports, we are informed or the control post is informed. They take the information to either the divisional delegate or the regional delegate and measures are taken uh, are put in place for the destruction and auctioning the plastics. So since there's a lot of insecurity for us to go out to the markets and meet them one-on-one -on -one to do the repressions, we stick to the borders. With the help of our chief of uh, post and the custom duty people to help intercept them at the border. But still, you know, Cameroon, especially in the Southway, has, has a broad border. So we cannot say 100% it has been successful. It's been seven years and counting since the Cameroonian government decided to stop the use of non-biodegradable plastics, yet it's still visibly present across the country. And the fact that the country does not produce biodegradable plastics acts as a loophole for smugglers of foreign plastics to thwart the efforts of local ventures trying to save the planet with their paper packaging. Reporting for Africa Calling, this is Batata Boris Kalov in Boya. Africa Calling, produced by Radio France International. In Ghana, COVID-19 hit women processors of shea butter in the northern part of the country. The demand for shea butter, used for beauty creams but also in food items, dropped as companies were unable to make their products. 
Zubaida Mabunu Ismail visits the Sagnarigu Shea Processing Facility in the northern region to speak to the casual workers, who are mainly women, and find out what they are doing to get back on track. Women are sorting bad nuts from good nuts at the center in Ghana's northern region at a gated facility equipped with cooked stoves produced from mud with accompanying saucepan stand. Some 90 women work here, which hosts women from across Tamale who are skilled in processing and trading share. Although they are sorting and selecting share nuts right now, the total process includes drying, roasting, milling, boiling, and sieving the share oil to ensure it is clean and ready for purchase. Share product is used for the production of chocolate, yogurt, candies, and baby food. The nuts from the African share tree has gained international recognition because of its economic value and therapeutical properties. But business has suffered when clients stopped going to the center after COVID-19 protocols were put in place. Amina Isahaku, who works at the center, abandoned her former tree to join the share workers. She says she is still clinging on the last hope that business will bounce back sooner than later. I used to work at home making peanut crunches. We were called to the centre to register if we wanted to learn how to process shea. So I underwent a six-week training course in processing. I was hesitant but was encouraged by others to commit to learning this skill. The downturn in client is evident. By late 2020, their earnings had dwindled due to a drop in demand pushing them back into poverty, says Memuna to Salifu, a pioneer at the center. I used to earn between 17 euros for processing one sack of nuts, but now I make an average of eight and a half euros. From this amount, I support my daughters-in-law and pay school bills for my younger children. COVID really has had an impact on our quality of life. In downtown Tamale, Share Network Ghana has been pushing for better policies for share workers and the industry. 90% of Ghana's share butter exports go into the food industry, while the remaining 10% is used for skincare involving women in local communities, according to Idi Zakaria, national coordinator of ShareNet Ghana. Oil base um, traded along uh, three levels of the value chain, which is collection from farms, uh, from parklands, from the wild, and mostly done by women, and then also processed and sold to aggregators and then who then also sell to large buyers, mostly in-country buyers who buy the nuts and uh, process it into shea butter. Then the shea butter is further fractionated into stearine and then other products and then exported. Then we have a number of uh, uh, processing centers that do handcrafted butter, mostly also to... Uh, process for the skincare. According to a report by the Inclusive Business Action Network, share butter processing serves as the main source of income for women who live in the north. Zakaria asked that share production could greatly reduce the high poverty rate in the north of the country, but it's really tied to demand. No processing 
demand was very low and eventually people were into debt because they had taken a number of them had taken uh, credits from institutions and the shutdown of, of businesses. The market demand for share in the U.S. market got truncated. In the European market, nobody is demanding their share. But so the companies that will even fractionate were not also working. So that means that the local demand women will not be able to sell even the nuts. Back at the center, women gather to discuss the market picking up while drying shared nuts. Widow Abiba Zakaria says it's a gradual improvement. Now they've started buying, but prices are still low compared to the pre-COVID period. We hear that some people are bringing organic nuts for processing soon, so we're getting ready for them and hoping the customers will start coming. Before COVID, some companies who used the share butter for the processing of pomade and beverages made by the women at the center also helped out the communities, says Processor Memuna Tusalifu. Savannah Fruits Company were the first to hire us. From our earnings of 14 euros, we saved and used it as loans to support other women who faced challenges. Share Network Ghana says there are piles of both butter and nuts that need to be cleared from warehouses. The women are hoping that with the market picking up, there will be positive return to a better life for themselves and their families in northern Ghana. Reporting for Africa Calling, I am Zubaida Mabono Ismail in Tamale. Check us out on Twitter, Africa underscore underscore calling. We're at Africa underscore underscore calling. In Malawi, waste management has become a contentious issue in the country's commercial city of Blantyre. While the city council, an authority responsible for collecting the waste, says they're overwhelmed, while there are others who feel the manufacturing industries are disposing of their waste in the rivers, making them unusable. Now, one art organization is cleaning one of the important rivers in the city and using the debris to make carvings and paintings and sculptures in a hope that this will set a trend of making cleaner rivers. Correspondent Charles Pensulo reports. In the Blanta city, while most people are sleeping, other people use the cover of darkness to dump debris illegally. Some are from manufacturing industries, others from homes. Toxic residues, human waste from pitlight lines, and much more is found in the city's rivers. Wood River, which cut across the middle of the central business area and passes through an industrial zone, bears the blunt of the illegal tipping. The water is murky with dark substances from things that people dump. A smell wafts through the air especially in the morning and evening. Gertrude Chilambo, chairperson of the environmental committee at the Blanta City Council, is worried. When all have gone to sleep, that's when they empty their, their 
their waste into the river. You see there are black stuff, some are smelly stuff, some are toxic chemicals, which are killing people. Because at the end of Moody River runs down into the lower end and the people there, they, they use the, the water in the river to, to drink, to cook, to wash, you see. Councillor Chirambo pointed at the companies which are upstream as the main caprice. The thing is that we have bylaws in place, but the issue is that some companies, they prefer to pay the penalty fare rather than sort out their mess. In the process, they are killing our river. So what we are asking is that even though we have bylaws, they are there as a deterrent for people not to, to, to pollute our environment. So we are asking these industrial uh, companies, especially in the Makata industrial site, please not to pollute our rivers because we notice that most of the pollution is, is done at night time. So we are asking them, please, 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 as a city council, we are asking them to stop this practice of dumping uh, toxic chemicals into Moody River because it's also killing our wildlife, bed life, water life. Concerned with the level of pollution in the river, an organization called Art Malawi dedicated over 70 days to clear out the worst from the river. With a team of cleaners, designers and sculptors, the organization has managed to clear over 40 tons of waste from the river and produced assorted products. Standing at the hips of some of the waste, Malota Mpande, founder of the organization, explains why they decided to come up with the initiative. In seven days, we've managed to collect over 40 tons, uh, 40 tons of waste. That's 40,000 kgs of waste that we've collected. So that's how bad uh, that stretch of the river has been. Now, art is a very important tool. And uh, as the name of our organization is called Art Malawi, we use art as a medium to raise awareness. So we use art as a tool to be able, so that people can also understand what we're doing in a visual sense. I think as Malawians, we really need to take uh, individual responsibilities on what we do with the waste. As I said, you can see this waste here. This waste is human waste. It's individual waste. And this waste is also, from our, from our time in the river, we've also, had, we've, also had, we've also encountered a lot of industrial waste. You know, we've been here 67 days. It's very, I don't know, I don't know what word I can use, discouraging that we've got corporates that earn billions and billions of quatches on a yearly basis and none of them have come in and taken a corporate environmental responsibility. Looking down from a bridge into the river, Mario Chikukuzen, who stays close to the town, says the exercise was commendable as the river has been contaminated with different things, including chemicals and sewage linkages. People have complained about these things to the city council to which they did nothing to help. Now that this organization has come in to help, I feel like the government needs to come in and help by take, talking to the companies and, and find best possible ways of disposing chemicals rather than throwing them into the river. From the waste that has been collected, the organization has made plastic bricks. They have also produced carrier bags from pieces of clothes cleared from the river. Mpande says they will give away the first batches of the bags to less fortunate students. Nasa Temple, Minister of Forestry and Natural Resources, described the project as a great work worth emulating and worth support from everybody.
she explains what the government is doing to protect the resources in the city. As government, we have several pieces of legislation that are there in place to protect such natural resources like the rivers. I think our challenge is enforcement. And working with the Blanda City Council, I think we should be able to do more. We have been challenged here. They have done so much with very little. And I think we, um, in this city of Blantyre, the city council, and us as a government, and also private sector, we should do more to assist and to, to do our own bit in making sure that we re uh, revamp this river. They have done quite a bit of work, but there's still a lot more to be done. Kondwan Hara is one of the artists who has been producing paintings from the West. Pointing at the magnificent paintings, he described what we were looking at. These are the waste materials that has been dumped in the Modi River. So we have took them, washed them and recycled the way you have seen it. What kind of materials? These are the shades, cloth, some blankets, something like that, that has been dumped. It's waste materials that has been dumped in the river Moody, and these were broken the river Moody. Apart from the waste from the industries found in the river, a significant portion comes from ordinary people. Blanta City Council says they only managed to collect 300 tons out of 500 tons produced every single day. According to Councilwoman Chirambo, they are overwhelmed and encourage organizations and residents to help them by reusing some of the waste like plastic bottles and make manure from some of the waste. The part of the river which has been cleaned looks cleaner now, but to have a long-lasting impact, everybody around has to be responsible. For RFI on the shores of Mood River in Blanta, this is Charles Spencer. Find us on your favorite podcast platform app, including iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We're almost at the end of our program. We have music maven Alison Hurd in the studio. Hi, Alison. What do you have for us today? Hi, Laurangela. So since in today's show you've been talking a lot about the environment and the importance of protecting clean water sources, I thought the subject deserved a big artist with a big voice. So I picked Benin's Angelique Kidjo, no less, mm. uh, with the title track from her latest album, Mother Nature. Uh, you know, Kidjo sings mainly in English, but she always throws in a few lines uh, of, in, in an African language so that, you know, we, we, do, we remember her roots and keeps the, the continent on the map. So she sings, uh, let's come together for Mother Earth and we can't live without water to drink in the Mina language. So a very clear message uh, for people in Benin. The album features some great African artists like uh, Salif Keita, but also some younger ones like Sampa the Great, who we've talked about, Burner Boy or Mr. Easy, because Kidju always likes to give the younger African talent uh, a bit of a boost. Um, but the title track that I picked actually features a very famous European singer who originally came to fame with A Message in a Bottle. Oh, yeah. So that's just a little clue for you. I hope you <laughs> identify him uh, when you hear his voice on the song. And I hope you like it. It's a very high energy song from Angelique Kidjo. <laughs> 
Excellent. Well, thanks for listening to Episode 8 of Africa Calling. We'll leave you with the fabulous, environmentally friendly sounds of Angelique Kijo. I'm Laura Angela Bagnetto. This episode was edited and recorded by Cecile Pompiani and Erwan Rome. Goodbye for now. Don't